Hello and welcome to the NCTM podcast. I'm Gwen Trezida from NCTM Communications. Today I've invited Holly Burgess to talk to us. Holly is a year six teacher and maths leader at a primary school in Rutland. And Holly has a particularly interesting story to tell because although she teaches maths every day and spends even more time thinking about maths over the whole school, she actually hated maths when she was at school herself and found it really difficult. So I really want to know how on earth she now finds herself leading maths in her school and what's more, enjoying teaching maths and how she got to this point. And surprising as this might sound, I'm increasingly aware of many primary teachers who had a hard time of maths at school, but now love teaching it. So I think it's an important tale to tell and important for us to understand what this extra experience can bring to the classroom. Hello, Holly. Hiya. Hi. So um, it's the middle of September. Do you want to tell me how your first few weeks of term have gone? Yeah, so the start of term's going really well. Um, obviously, we're like just over two weeks in now. Um, my new class are getting used to year six and having a new teacher. Um, it always takes a couple of weeks, obviously, to find your feet with a new class and get into the swing of things. Um, but I really like them. I'm really enjoying getting to know them and it's going really well so far. That's good to hear. And do you want to tell me a little bit more about your school? How many form entry is it? So I work in a one form entry um, right. school. It's in like a rural village in Rutland. Um, it's a very sort of close knit community um, and village. Um, it's a really enjoyable place to work. There's probably roughly 200 children in the school, which is what I quite love, which is what I love about it, really, because it's possible to sort of get to know all the children on sort of a personal basis. Yeah. Yeah. And is it the only school in the village? It's the only school in the village, yeah. So you, you're serving the whole community. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and how about the maths lead role? I mean, it's very early days, isn't it? You've just t- picked that up this term, is that right? Yeah, so I've literally just taken that on in, um, when we started in September. Um, so as far as sort of my new role as maths lead goes, there's kind of not much to report yet. Um, so far, I've sort of just done a little bit of um, like data analysis, reviewing sort of the summer assessments just trying to identify um, areas of concern and gain a deeper understanding of where we are as a school really with maths Um, and I suppose just trying to get an overall picture of where we are as a school with maths and what it looks like. Um, Next week I've got a maths network meeting in our trust and I've also joined um, the East Midlands Maths Hub so next week I have a launch meeting for that, for the Teaching for Mastery programme. So I'm trying to immerse myself in as much math CBD as possible, can you tell? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about your your trust network. Are you, do you get a lot of support from the other maths leads in that trust? Is that is that quite a useful community? Yeah, so we're quite a close trust. So all of our CPD training all comes together. Um, we sort of work on our own as a school. Um, but lots of the things we do collectively as a trust, we do all of our events together, um, all of our CPD comes together. So um, it's really nice, really. So there's sort of one person who leads um, a maths network meeting for all of us and we can all get together and obviously brainstorm um, ideas, share what's working, what's not, etc. So uh, I love I love that about being in a trust. You know, um, it sometimes makes you feel like you're not the only one, um, you know, with the same issue. Um, so yeah I mean it's nice really. So do you want to just give us the background of your math story how maths was for you at school at primary school at secondary school and why it went wrong and well as much insight as you've got really. Yeah okay so 
so I'll go I'll start back in primary school so I, yeah. I literally loved primary school so much um it was actually when I was in year six that I decided that I wanted wanted to be a primary school teacher um I loved my year six teacher and I always used to sit in in class admiring admi- not, not not so much admiring her but admiring the job she did and I remember I used to think oh I'd love to lead residential trips and I'd love to stand there and I, I just loved year six I feel you know it was so, so memorable for me I, just, I remember just thinking to myself I'd love to do her job um <laughs> and then obviously I left to go to secondary school and I found the first couple of years of secondary school quite enjoyable from year seven to year nine um and again I quite enjoyed school I didn't love it as much as primary school but you know I I, I enjoyed it um and I think I plodded along okay um when I was in year 10 I sort of began to have a couple of issues with bullying and this kind of consumed my focus I suppose and sort of um you know a time where my focus probably should have been on my schoolwork what with GCSEs looming and things my focus was on you know the issues that I was dealing with I remember being being put in for my the higher paper maths um and obviously I didn't do very well at all um which wasn't any surprise on reflection as my focus towards my education was just diminishing um so that was in year 11 was it yeah that I must have been year 11 yeah right um okay. due to the issues obviously I was I was dealing with obviously I just didn't do very well um so then as a result of that I remember get, uh, being told that I had to move move maths classes um which obviously when you're in secondary school obviously everyone's aware of sets aren't they and um you, you're in set one or you're in set three and and you kind of know that that number what the number means um so by being in this new set this meant that I was then going to be entered for the foundation paper instead um so I think initially moving down sets probably knocked my confidence a little bit and obviously what with my dislike for school growing even more due to other other issues uh, my focus in maths at this point was pretty much minimal um so I had to sit my foundation maths paper luckily they they let I, I mean I don't know I honestly don't know how it works really but obviously because I failed that one they were allowed to put you in again right um so I had to then sit my foundation maths paper and obviously again I didn't do very well in that either um, because I remember then after that being like one of eight eight pupils who asked to stay after school for, for a meeting so um, we went to this meeting after school and there, there was my maths teacher and she basically told us that we were we were invited to after school math sessions uh, to help us revise um she would say there would be biscuits and she didn't and, and that, that was true um but basically it was an after school maths revision session every Wednesday for an hour to help us pass the foundation paper because I suppose as a school you know they wanted to get all the all the children to pass maths mm. um so every Wednesday from then on I was in in extra maths sessions after school with chocolate biscuits um to help revise for the for the next attempt um so I know at this point my confidence was probably getting lower and lower because obviously I'd mm-hmm. failed the higher I'd failed the foundation and I was now sort of one of eight in my whole year who was um having after school vision sessions so I'm just going to stop you there because um I think this might be a bit difficult for our listeners to understand for some of them because what I'm understanding is that you were in that cohort of uh kids who could sit the GCSE a number of different times before they left school what's happening now you won't necessarily know this if you don't teach secondary is that pretty much everybody sits the GCSE at the end of year 11 
And if you don't pass then, then you have to do it in year 12 and so on. But there's not that opportunity to do it all through year 10 and 11. So I'm just clarifying. Does that sound like that's what? Yeah, yeah. Because that, that's was? what I won. I did wonder that if it was still the same now, because I don't hear I don't hear that anymore. But that was definitely the case when I was at school. Um, so you were was, doing you know, proper external exams throughout year 10 and 11 rather than mocks, which is what yeah. they would do now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. How terrifying. OK, sorry. Carry on. <laughs> that's fine. So. So obviously at this point, I'd obviously failed the higher, I'd failed the foundation. So obviously I couldn't, you couldn't go any lower than that. So obviously I had to attempt the foundation uh, paper again. And I know as a, as a teenager, I wasn't very sort of strong minded. So as, you know, failing something twice, I was, my my mindset would have been, there's no way I'm, there's no way I'm passing this. Um, so um, I remember at this point, my, my parents were helping me, particularly my dad um, would sit in the office at home and he'd be like firing calculations at me, trying to show me ways to do it. And, um, you know, just trying to help me revise as much as possible. Um, and then I remember sitting it for the third time and then being told I was one mark off. Oh, so as you can imagine, this is like this is killing me. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm laughing looking back, but it wasn't funny at the time. Um so then I and then on and then I did obviously get put in for the fourth attempt. So and this happened they happened quite quickly. So say you you know you might have sat that one in end of October, you'd be sitting the next one sort of within a month or two, you know, it was quite a quick turnaround. And then I finally did pass it on the fourth attempt. Obviously it was the third attempt of the foundation paper, but four, you know, I'd had I'd had four uh, maths tests overall. And thank goodness as well, because obviously, you know. I knew still I wanted to be a primary school teacher. I mean, I don't I don't think I was like massively focused on that goal, but um, I still in my mind, if someone had asked me what I wanted to do, I probably would have still said that. And obviously I knew that I needed a C in maths um, to to ever be a primary school teacher. So thank God I did pass in the end. Um, But yeah, so obviously that was quite, you know, my confidence was knocked lower and lower. Um, But I did get there in the end. So (laughs) It sounds like there's something to be learnt there from from your experience of your confidence being knocked, not necessarily by maths initially, but how that sort of took you out of the the mindset to be able to do any learning, perhaps, and then getting yeah. behind. I don't know. Does that sound? Yeah, like yeah, it no, might definitely. Have been? Yeah. 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 Interesting. So what was it like? You had that C. Uh, what was it like applying for teacher training? Were you worried at that point about having to teach maths every day? Because it's quite a large part of a primary teacher's time, mm. isn't it? Yeah, well, that was kind of, I mean, the story kind of continues a little bit because right. um, obviously, I, I, although I passed, you know, I passed maths, I wouldn't say I massively then, you know, gained confidence or, whatever, no. or, or you know. Um, so after completing my GCSEs, um, obviously, I still had my sights set on being a primary school teacher. But this obviously meant staying at sixth form before applying to university. Um, so we obviously had to share our ambitions with the school as to whether we were going to, going to go to college or if we were hoping to stay for sixth form. Um, and my parents were invited into a meeting with the, um, the head of sixth form at the time to discuss my options. Um, and my dad came with me to the meeting and um, sort of my, my, da- my dad and I sat um, one side of the desk and the head of six who was quite scary by the way um, was, was sitting opposite us 
um and she basically said to us you know you know what is it what is it that you're you know hoping to do do you want to go to college do you want to stay on a sixth form and I said oh you know I would like to stay on a sixth form um I, I want to go to university I want to be a primary school teacher um and um the the minimum expectation that they had to get into sixth form was five b's um which I didn't actually have I mean I had a couple of c's you know because of and I had the odd b but I didn't have five solid b's um so I didn't actually reach the minimum you know requirement that they had um and she obviously mentioned in the meeting about my multiple attempts to pass maths and that there wasn't any extra opportunities for chances during A levels. So I imagine that they probably saw me as a little bit of a, I want to say liability, but they were a little, probably a little bit worried about, you know, um, me potentially having me as as part of their sixth form cohort, maybe. I don't know. Um, and then the lady asked me, um, so you know, what are what, what would you like to do in the future? What what's your ambitions for the future? And I and I said to her, I want to be a primary school teacher. And she literally looked, I'll literally never forget this moment. And my dad still says it, uh, we talk about it to this day because it's sort of like a, it's one of these moments in your life where you know, you, you never forget it because it was almost like a turning point for me. And she said, and she gave me this look of confusion after I told her I want to be a primary school teacher. And um, she literally said, and I can't believe she said it really, you, oh, you need to dream bigger than that. And um, my dad literally nudged me under the table as if to, in like a, an act of like reassurance. Um, and we and he got up and we walked out of the meeting and, and so I just followed my dad. And then my dad that evening told me that we we're going to go and look at another sixth form locally. Um, and to cut the story short, we went to this other sixth form. They were extremely welcoming. I enrolled and the rest was history, really. I, I began to enjoy school again. My love for learning came back and I was really successful at this other sixth form. Um, and then obviously went on to apply for, to university, did my degree and and here I am as a primary school teacher. Um, but that was kind of one of those moments where, you know, when someone says you can't do something. So y- you are like now that is your mindset <laughs> doing this. So when um, she said you need to dream bigger, she was saying that she doubted you'd be able to do it. or that Yeah, you I needed... think so. Like it was kind right. of a weird turn of phrase. But she said she was I think what she was basically saying was you know you need to you need to dream bigger than that because that's that's not happening right right gosh yeah that those moments that turn our lives around they yeah no 100 percent. but, but I presumably... feel like maybe my my several attempts of the baths which she was obviously talking about um made me sort of you know maybe probably seem that maybe I wasn't driven and focused and to be honest with you uh, I wasn't because mm. of you know the issues that I had um I you know I didn't like school very much so I wasn't I wasn't very driven and motivated at that time but as soon as I moved school and found this place where I was happier than you know I was so yeah yeah interesting so d- did you do maths A level no 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 oh god no so no that's <laughs> what I'm thinking so then you must have um you must have had at least two years of not doing any maths yeah and then did you go straight into teacher training then um so so no, so I went to university and I did um, actually did an education studies and sports studies degree because I sort of left sixth form and during sixth form I, I, I studied sport and part of me then was shifting towards potentially being a PE teacher and I just could not make my mind up because half of me was thinking I really want to be primary school teacher and the other half of me was oh I do love sport though and you know my my whole family is sporty and I, my my whole life has been immersed in sport and and I thought I'd be really good at that as well so 
so I went to uni and I thought, do you know what? I'll do half, half of, I did a joint honours. So I did half of it in education, half in sport. I said, I'll decide at the end. Um, so then obviously I did the three years and then obviously I did a school direct route when I decided right. I wanted to do primary. I did a school direct route um, with Nottingham Trent and obviously trained on the job. Yeah. So, uh, and so at any point, did you fear the teaching of maths at primary or were you confident that you'd pick it up again um because that's quite a long time not doing any maths isn't it yeah and I think I had to do my QTS skills tests when they were looming I remember thinking to myself oh god and I remember really panicking um and I remember sitting down with my dad saying you know I've got to go through all that turmoil again I, I'm, I'm not good at maths I can't do maths um I'm not going to pass the skills tests um and obviously that just shut you know showed how my confidence had been knocked with maths because you know even a couple of years later when I had to when I knew I had to do these skills tests um there was this dread you know inside of me thinking I'm, I'm gonna fail this you know this is the last hurdle I've got to get over to be a teacher um I'm gonna fail I'm gonna fail you know um I didn't I did fine with that as well past that obviously um you know so I think that was probably the only then time after where I had this you know element of dread about maths but as soon as I sort of started my training I don't I don't ever remember thinking to myself oh god I can't teach maths I never ever remember thinking that again after the skills test I think I think passing the skills test for me was probably if you can pass that you're going to be fine Right. OK. And also maybe because you had that built in confidence from your primary maths and you were yeah. going to be teaching primary maths, maybe that yeah. gave you that confidence as well. And how and how do you think that your experience of finding maths difficult at the, during that period, how do you think that affects how you are in the classroom now? Um, I think, you know, because of the experience that I've had um, since I, since I became a teacher, my number one priority is that all my pupils are happy. Um, I know my experiences during secondary school, you know, obviously were different um, to what a primary school experience can be like, because obviously there's a lot more pupils and and the whole environment is different. Um, But my sole focus as a teacher is to make sure that the children in my class are happy, they feel safe and they want to be in my in my classroom. Um, Because I always think to myself, not having those things in secondary school was what made me disengaged and also was what made me question my own abilities when I was more than capable. So one of my biggest aims for all my pupils is to help them realise how capable they are. Um, One of my whenever I get a new class, I always think to myself, I want to help you grow in confidence in all aspects of the curriculum, as well as maths. You know, so I do that by boosting them with praise, making learning engaging and and just finding ways for them to see themselves as being successful, I suppose. Um, But, yeah, I think, you know, that is all because of the experience I had. You know, I feel passionate about making sure they, they feel that way. Do you do you think there's anything specific? there to do with maths do you have children that that you generally see as quite confident quite good learners but who have a particular um block when it comes to maths yeah I think there's always children like that really and and you know with I'm just thinking about the new class that I've got it's quite interesting because um they all they all straight away they were they were saying things like well that he, you know he's the he's the best at maths he's the best at maths or she and she's the best at English and um you know I said to them 
it doesn't matter it doesn't matter who's good at this who's good at that you're all the same to me you know um and and straight away you know they they showed that they they already think to themselves well, well he's better than maths than me so you know um so it's interesting sort of children's mindset but I think there is I wouldn't say I notice children who have a massive block but you know there's a lot of children who 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 say a lot oh, I can't do it or they don't sound confident like even th- like last week um when I'm asking them maths questions and they answer and they go is it is it 305 and I say just be confident just be confident because yes it is 305 um but they just sound they always sound so oh, I'm not sure I don't want to say it because I don't want to get it wrong you know and do you think that's more the case with maths than with other subjects? Yeah, I, I I tend to pick that up more with maths, I think. As soon as a child has this self-doubt, you know, your the mindset, your mindset is so important in, in being successful. Um I think it's just helping helping children realise that really. What about tips for teachers who have always loved maths and so don't necessarily have that understanding have you got any tips for them particularly secondary teachers I'm thinking because um yeah just so our listeners know we tried to find a secondary teacher didn't we both of us mm, that yeah, could have come on this podcast um who had had a similar experience to Holly of finding maths really difficult at school and we couldn't find anyone which made me reflect that maybe if you have a bad experience of maths at school you're much less likely to go into secondary teaching than you are perhaps to go into primary yeah. teaching yeah um so yeah so I'm asking you now have have you got any tips for secondary teachers particularly who who might have never had an experience of being bad at maths or unconfident Mm. about maths I'm not sure I'd call it a tip but I suppose one thing I would say is obviously you know the school environment is totally different in secondary school compared to primary um you know and when I think about my classroom it's very positive um you know and as soon as you walk in the room you can feel you can feel that the children are happy and want to be there and I, I don't ever remember feeling that massively at secondary school so I think relation for me relationships with your pupils is the number one priority for every teacher primary or secondary um you know I know that my maths teachers at, at secondary school were very drawn to the children who were keen to speak up the naturally confident ones and and I suppose relationships weren't necessarily built with the quieter children who sort of plodded along and sat quietly at the back. Do you know what I mean? So I suppose I would just say, you know, make sure that you find the time to notice everyone. Because I think as, as a pupil, if you feel noticed by your teacher, it can, it can just make such a difference. Right. And do you think maybe you weren't noticed until too late? Is that is that perhaps what was going on? And I was one of those children who didn't want to, you know, be vocal about my answer in case I was getting it wrong. So, I, you know, I, I see that in my pupils now. So which is why I'm so encouraging of just just go for it. It doesn't matter if you're wrong, you know. OK, thanks, Holly. It's It's been really, really good talking to you. And thank you so much for telling us your story. And thank you for being so honest about the difficulties you've had as well. It's been really inspiring to hear how you've overcome them. And I hope it will give our listeners um, a bit more insight into perhaps some of the children in their classes and perhaps particularly those that find maths difficult or that feel anxious about maths. Um, And to those of you listening, especially if we have some new teachers or trainee teachers listening for the first time, please don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast so that you get to hear all our podcasts this year. And to our regular listeners too, please give us a mention to any new colleagues you've got. Until next time, goodbye.